I'm teaching a free class on January 8th. I'm so excited about this class. It's set up to help you get clarity on your intentions for the year, to create a plan that's going to work for you, right? That's why we have to work together so that it's a plan that will work for you, not just here's a plan for the year. And I want to help you avoid some common New Year sabotage. So this class is for you if you've ever entered the new year with like bright-eyed optimism, (laughs) which is how I used to enter every new year. I'd be like so pumped. And I would start out just so crazy excited about the year with this gigantic list of 47 things I was going to do and 17 new habits I was going to install every single day. And I would totally peter out two weeks later. Of course I would, because that's an insane number of things to try to do in the new year. So if you're like past Mel, or if you are the kind of person who, you know, struggles with goal setting and you wonder what's the point and you think, hey, Mel, I don't need a goals class because I don't set goals. And I'm just in the stage of my life where I just want to enjoy my life. Well, guess what? Enjoying your life, that's a goal. That's an intention. If you want to become five-star future you, and I know you do because that's why you listen to this podcast, you have to decide who that person is. You have to get some clarity about who future you is because you're constantly becoming that person. So I designed this class. It's totally free. Did I say it was free? I hope I said already that it's free. It's a free class, free workshop, free, 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 what, 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 on January 8th. And now I lost my train of thought because he said free so many times. Um, No, I designed this class so that it would be like full of encouragement and positivity and joy. And so that you would walk away with, yes, clarity, a plan, uh, strategies to avoid some of that New Year sabotage that we can fall into and those pitfalls of overachievers or the pitfalls of, of never setting goals. But I want to do it in a way where you feel good about yourself when it's over, right? And you feel good about yourself a month after it's over and two months after it's over when you're doing the work. Because I've taken those classes where I get all pumped up and I write all these things down. I'm going to do all these things. And then a week later, I'm like, well, you know what? I can't do any of this. So I guess I just, I'm just worthless. I'm just a worthless piece of garbage. And that's why I can't get it all done. No, we want to set you up to win. So if you are interested, make sure you sign up at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash new year. That's becomingfutureyou.com forward slash new year and sign up for the free workshop. It's on January 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And when I say it's a workshop, what I mean is bring a notebook, bring your calendar. Like we're actually going to work through it. I'm not just going to teach you things and then you have to do all this extra figuring things out later. We're going to figure it out together as we go through the workshop. So I hope to see you on January 8th, becomingfutureyou.com forward slash new year. Whoop, whoop. My voice like won't let me whoop like I want it to. <laughs> okay. Without further ado, today on the podcast, what I have for you is chapter eight of my book, Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life. Chapter eight is called The Villain Attacks. And it's about how 
the biggest obstacle you have to face in becoming future you is the voice inside your own head, right? We are all so, we're just never as encouraging to ourselves as we are to other people. Or, or maybe you are, maybe you've already done a lot of work in that arena, but we all have stories that we tell ourselves and the villain inside our own head likes to use those stories to say, hey, you're not smart enough. You're not strong enough. That's too hard for you. That being rich thing, that's not for a person who comes from your background. That being published thing, that's not for somebody with your level of writing skills. That's for other people. So in chapter eight, I walk you through how to start working through some of those stories. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, the book is available in paperback, hardback, and ebook. It is not available in print yet. No, not print. It's not available in audio yet for a number of reasons. I have some of the chapters recorded. Some of them I have to re-record. So Anyway, here's chapter eight of Becoming Future You. If you like the book and you want to, if you like the chapter and you want to read the whole book, go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book and get yourself a copy. Don't hold out for the audiobook. The audiobook is coming, but the fact that I can't give you even a vague idea means you should just go ahead and buy one of the other versions. And when I finally get the audiobook out, you can get that version too. Okay, so without further ado, I hope you enjoy chapter eight of Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life by me, Mel Jolly. What's up? And don't forget to sign up for the free class at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash new year. See you there. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Chapter eight the villain attacks. I've always loved music, and since you know I wanted to be Garth Brooks when I grew up, it probably goes without saying that I've always loved singing. For a period of my adult life, I sang with a band at my church. As with any ensemble I've been part of, there was a delicate dance of competition. This person got more solos. That person was more emotive. Maybe it's the nature of the arts or the nature of my acting background in which some people got cast and some didn't, but I couldn't help but rank myself against the other singers, and I ranked myself as the worst singer on this stage. I told myself I was fine with that because it was just a church group and they weren't going to kick me out. I was singing praise music, hanging with my friends, and having fun. But the more I told myself I was the worst singer on the stage, the more I found evidence that my conclusion was true. 
Well, another solo going to someone else. Makes sense since I'm not a great singer. I messed up that harmony again. No surprises there. Oh, look, I messed up the words. That's about right. The more I told myself I was terrible at singing, the worse I felt about myself and the less worthy I felt to stand on the stage with those other people. It got to the point where I was holding back tears on Sunday morning when I was supposed to be singing my heart out and letting the spirit move me. So I did the only thing I could think to do. I quit. The greatest challenge you will face in becoming future you is the voice inside your own head. It's not the haters who bring us down. It's not the negative reviews of our service or store or products or books. It's not the mean things the other moms say. It's that we hear those things and agree with them. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Introducing the villain. We're constantly telling ourselves stories about who we are, what we deserve, how we should be treated, and what we're capable of. And those stories, also known as beliefs, control the actions we take. And since actions control who you become, your beliefs control whether or not you become five-star future you. When you were analyzing your answers to the questions in the previous chapter, what sort of emotions bubbled up? Maybe you felt excited or nervous. Maybe you wrote something down and immediately felt bad or wrong or dirty for wanting that thing. Maybe you were gleefully imagining your future when all of a sudden a voice in the back of your mind piped up and said, Who do you think you are? You can't have all that. That tiny voice is the villain who lives inside your head. These stories will not only hold you back from becoming five-star future you, they'll keep you from even visualizing your authentic life. As long as we're telling ourselves a particular story, even if it's not helpful and depresses us, we're going to work consciously and unconsciously to make sure it's true. Why? Because... We like to be right. And because we like to be right, we are always looking for evidence that our stories are true. Once I decided I was the worst singer on the stage, I looked for proof of my belief. I didn't get that solo. I made some mistake. I started singing at the wrong time. I didn't look for evidence that I was doing okay. I brushed off the compliments. I ignored the people who told me how much my presence meant to them. I never volunteered for a solo because that would go against what was becoming an ingrained belief. I was a bad singer and didn't deserve a solo. Our stories are running our lives. They might be things like, I'm a terrible mother. 
I'm a good problem solver. I'm always late. I'm funny. I'm not enjoyable to be around. I'm impatient. I always find the best parking spots. I'm just not good at math. Some of these stories are helpful and empowering. Things like I'm smart and I'm fun give you confidence. Other stories like I lose everything and I'm short-tempered keep you stuck and hold you back from becoming the authentic version of you and tapping into your limitless potential. As long as you believe you're not good at something, you won't be good at it. As long as you believe you're destined for failure, you will be. It's not your fault. When Tiny Past You was picking up these stories, she was just trying to keep from getting kicked out of the herd. Safety was paramount and fitting in was important because four-year-old past you couldn't fend for herself. So she picked up these stories as guidelines on how to fit in. She paid attention to your parents, teachers, siblings, TV, church, and any other input without discrimination. She watched for nonverbal cues and listened to what was said and came to childlike conclusions. For example, if Tiny Past You was singing the same song at the top of her lungs over and over, and your tired, overwrought mother told her to stop, Tiny Past You didn't have the ability to think, My mom's just tired today. I should give her some space. Nope. Tiny past you would have made some sort of conclusion like singing is annoying or my singing is bad. And now that story is stored inside your head. It's not your fault that you have these stories. Tiny past you was doing the best she could with the little experience she had. You wouldn't yell at a four-year-old for not understanding the complexities of financial management, would you? then don't get mad at past you for listening to your parents fight about money and concluding that talking about money is stressful. You might not even know that you believe talking about money is stressful. It could be that belief is buried so deep in your subconscious you don't even know it's there. But even though you're not walking around thinking about how stressful it is to do financial planning, you're still looking for evidence that it is, in fact, stressful. It's not your fault. You like to be right. I do too. We all fall prey to confirmation bias. So when it comes to the stories you're telling yourself, the ones you know about and the ones you don't, you're always on the lookout for proof that they are true. You find what you look for. Past you might have picked up these stories, but present you perpetuates them by continuing to look for evidence that they're true so you can be right. We'd rather be right than be in a good relationship. Just think how many fights boil down to not what's best for the couple, but who is right. We'd rather be right than be comfortable or successful or happy. Which means, unless you do something different, 
future you is going to have the same limiting beliefs trying to keep you safe from failure, disappointment, and the possibility of getting kicked out of the herd. It's not your fault you picked up these limiting beliefs, but whether or not you perpetuate them, that is on you. You find what you look for. If you believe you are disorganized, you'll constantly lose things and miss appointments. If you believe you can't run, that one time you try will be hard and you'll give up even though you consciously know it's going to be hard because you've never done it before. You'll just think it's harder for you than for anyone else and that's why you should quit. Or you'll remember you have bad knees and shouldn't run. Or you'll find four articles on the internet talking about how terrible running is for you. If you believe you're not worthy of success, you might work hard towards your dream of being a published author, but every time you get close to finishing a manuscript, you'll scrap it and move on to a better idea, leaving you in a perpetual state of aspiring author. Or maybe you'll just never find time to write. Or maybe you'll talk about how you can only write when inspiration strikes and you haven't heard from your muse in a while. You find what you look for. If you're determined to become five-star future you, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find a million and one justifications as to why you can't. There will be lots of things along the journey that you won't control, but you'll always have the power to control your thoughts. Here's your chance to harness that power. Let me interrupt for just a second. Don't skip ahead over this important announcement, okay? If you have ever heard or, you know, I know, skipped over my commercial for Unlock Your Five-Star Future, my course slash DIY coaching program, listen up. I am closing enrollment on Tuesday, January 11th at midnight. It's a new year. It's a great time for reflection. It's a great time to work on getting unstuck and think about what you want for, I mean, frankly, the rest of your life. Who are you becoming? What are your intentions? What's the five-star version of you look like? And how do you create your version of a meaningful life? That's what the course is. It's a deep dive. It's eight weeks of video instructions, over 100 pages of worksheets. And now for the first time in two years, I am going to lead a group through. And when I say lead a group through, what I mean is when students get added to the Facebook group, I'm going to be in there every single day with prompts uh, around the lessons that you're going through. I am going to offer group hot seat coaching for the first time in two years. So there's going to be four opportunities for you to show up on a Zoom call with me and your fellow students and get 10 minutes of of one-on-one coaching with me and also listen to the other people being coached. Because even though I've had people tell me like, oh, Mel, group coaching sounds scary. Well, I get it. I get it. But the thing you don't think about is what you're going to learn from all the other people. Because you're going to realize, oh, hey, you're not alone in the issues and the challenges that you're having. You're also going to learn so much about seeing things through other people's perspective. Additionally, I have another bonus, 
which is two private 20-minute coaching calls with me, which you get after week three of the class and after you finish week six of the class. And, 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 and the private, not private, the troubleshooting library, the Find Your Focus troubleshooting library, which is an additional set of um, videos that I created that you also get access to. Last but not least, as part of the New Year's deal, it's buy one, gift one free. You buy a seat, you gift a seat to a friend totally for free. When I reopen the course in April, that's not going to be the case anymore. Okay, it's not going to be BOGO anymore in April. So if you have been on the fence about taking this course, it's time to get off the fence. Get off the fence. Join me. Come hang out with me in person on Zoom, in the private Facebook group, and you sign up at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock. So in case you skipped a whole bunch of that, unlock your five-star future enrollment is closing. So if you've been thinking about it, make sure you sign up before January 11th at midnight. And I can't wait to work together. Flipping the script. The great news about you find what you look for is you can flip the script. Once you start catching yourself perpetuating the unhelpful stories, you can change them. You're writing this movie after all. 1. Pay attention to your thoughts. You might be thinking, Mel, I've got no idea why you're nattering on about limiting beliefs. I didn't think anything while I was visualizing future me. Of course you had thoughts, my friend. You just weren't paying attention to them. You were thinking things all day long. You've had a lifetime of practice talking to yourself because you are always with you. What's it like when you talk to yourself? Are you kind? Are you a jerk to yourself? Are you a cheerleader? Do you berate yourself for every mistake? You might not be consciously aware yet of how you treat yourself, but in the days ahead, you're going to start paying attention to what you say to you. Two, pay attention to what you say aloud. You're also going to pay attention to what you say to other people. Listen to the words coming out of your mouth and pay special attention to any sentences that start with, I am. Do you put yourself down in conversation? Is it a joke, but also not a joke? I'm late to everything. I'll be late to my own funeral. I'm such a klutz. I can't get my act together. Look for words like, I can't, I'm not, I'm terrible at, It's not just me who knows these are no-no words. My friend Colleen goes to a gym where anytime they get caught saying, I can't, their coach makes them do 10 burpees. If you don't know what a burpee is, just believe me that it's a particularly torturous whole body exercise that involves putting your face too close to a smelly gym floor. Three. Pay attention to how you respond. 
You don't control everything that happens, but you always have the ability to choose your response. So how are you responding to those stressful moments when someone cuts you off in traffic? When you're running late? When you stub your toe on the bedpost? When your kid spills her juice for the fourth time in the last hour? When you're just trying to finish this one email and your husband interrupts to ask what you want for dinner? How do you respond? Do you fly into a rage? Do you cry? Do you clench your jaw and grind out, I'll take care of that in a minute, honey? Four, ask yourself, is this helping me become five-star future me? Start looking at all of it, your thoughts, your words, your responses, through the filter of whether or not it's helping you become five-star future you. Would future you lose her mind and scream at her four-year-old? Would future you throw herself on the bed in a fit of tears after stubbing her toe? Would future you let out a stream of curse words that would make a sailor blush after that individual cut her off in traffic? Would future you talk to herself that way? Would she call herself stupid? Would future you say she's not a runner when her dream is to run a marathon? I don't know the answers, but you do. Are your thoughts, words, and responses helping you or hurting you in your quest to become five-star future you? Your job is to start noticing the difference between what future you would say and do and what present you is currently doing. Five. Write a new story. Once you identify one or more of those beliefs that are not helping you become five-star future you, you can rewrite them into stories that will empower you and start looking for evidence that your new stories are true. When I thought I was the worst singer on the stage and took what turned out to be a three-month hiatus, I worked on this very thing. What's the opposite of thinking you're a terrible singer? Thinking you're a good singer. But it's not like I could just start telling myself I had a lovely voice and expect to believe it. Instead, I asked the question, what if I'm actually a good singer? Can I find any evidence this might be true? I dug in my memory and remembered that time a nice lady had come up to me and said how much she enjoyed seeing me on the stage. Then I remembered that woman who always sat in the second row and told me she just loved my voice and wished she could listen to me for hours. Then I reached way back in my memory to college when one of my professors complimented me on how far I'd come vocally. You might be thinking, Mel, if all this really happened, how could you have thought you were a terrible singer in the first place? Because I was looking for evidence I was a bad singer, not a good one. Remember, I was ignoring the compliments and brushing away the proof that contradicted what I believed. I had to dig around in my memory to find those examples. This process took three months, and even then, I didn't really believe it yet. 
believing it took another two years of telling myself I was a good singer and looking for any possible shred of evidence that supported my new claim. Changing your beliefs isn't a quick process, but it's possible. Let's walk through another example. Let's say your limiting belief is that you don't know what you want out of your life and you never have. Me. Is that really true? You. Yes. Me. What about when you were a kid? Can you think of anything you wanted when you were a kid? You. Yes, I wanted a pony. Me. Why? You. I thought it would be fun to ride really fast and have an animal who loved me. Me. Can you get a pony now? You. No, I don't think it'll fit in my apartment. Me. What about finding a riding stable where you can take lessons? You. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could do that. Me. So is it true that you don't know a single thing you want and you never have? You. I guess not. Me. So maybe you could start digging around in your memory for other things you've wanted over the years and look for more evidence that your limiting belief isn't true. You. I also really loved the ocean that one time we went on a school trip when I was in high school. I thought it would be cool to live there. I guess that's another thing I wanted. Me. Yep, you're on a roll now. Keep going. Now it's your turn. You're going to listen to your thoughts and to the words you say aloud. You're going to pay attention to your responses, and you're going to look for those beliefs that tell you you can't have your ideal life. Then you're going to question them as if they're on trial. You're going to ask yourself, can I find any evidence this isn't true? And because you find what you look for, when you look for evidence to debunk your limiting beliefs, you'll find it. It might take time and you might have to dig in your memory, but I promise the evidence is there. I've yet to challenge myself or a coaching client with this assignment and have either of us come up empty. Once you find the tiniest shred of evidence, write a new, true statement that you want to carry with you in your journey to becoming future you. It might be, I'm becoming a better singer with every rehearsal. I am capable of running. I can achieve anything I put my mind to. I am a calm, patient mother. You don't have to believe the statement yet. That's going to take time but write it on a post-it and attach it to your bathroom mirror or set a phone alarm that goes off three times a day with your new statement. After just a couple of weeks of doing this, one of my students declared me a genius because it was already working. Thanks, Reba. This can get overwhelming fast, so if you're new to this, Pick one new statement and work on it for a few weeks until you've at least got it memorized. Then add the next statement. If you're thinking that these statements sound an awful lot like the hippy-dippy affirmations you've heard of, yes, boo, they're affirmations, but don't make it weird. An affirmation is just something positive or affirming 
that you say to yourself on purpose. We're working on being kinder to you here. We're going to keep working on these in the chapters ahead. The most important thing, though, is that you actively look for evidence that supports your new empowering beliefs. If you're going to become five-star future you, you're going to need beliefs that remind you of all the ways you're a magnificent creature working to become the five-star version of you. Did you get that? Chapter Recap The greatest villain you will face in becoming future you is the voice inside your own head. You didn't create the voice, but you perpetuate her power by repeating unhelpful stories to yourself like, I'm not smart, or I'm not good with money. You like to be right, just like the rest of us. So you're walking around looking for evidence that your stories are true. And because you find what you look for, you find the evidence you need, mark the story as true, and continue to perpetuate it. Once you identify one of your stories, you can flip the script and replace them with more empowering beliefs. To do this, you're going to need to start paying attention to what you say to yourself, what you say to others, and how you respond in stressful moments. When you find a story that you're repeating, you can analyze whether or not it's helping you become five-star future you. If it isn't, you can write a powerful new story to replace it. Let me ask you this. One, when you make a mistake, what do you say to yourself? Make a list of the things you're most likely to say inside your head or under your breath when you mess up. Two, when you're talking to others, what sort of things do you say about yourself? Make a list of every I am statement you can remember saying. Three, what's your go-to response in stressful situations? Four, look at each of your previous answers and ask yourself the question, is this helping me become five-star future me? Sort your notes into two lists, helping me or holding me back. Take action. Pick one of the stories that's holding you back from becoming five-star future you and rewrite it into a more helpful belief. Rewind and listen to step five for examples. Take that new story and write it on your bathroom mirror or tape it to your steering wheel or put it in your phone as an alarm. Keep repeating that story until you've got it memorized and looking for evidence that it's true becomes a habit. This might take a while, and that's okay. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, 
Download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.